Daily Dribble. And welcome back to the Daily Dribble Podcast, guys. As always, I'm your host, Nick Zamet. I'm Lee Hancock. And I'm Ro. Guys, we're the Daily Dribble team. We're here back fit and firing for a massive episode. We've uh, eagerly been awaiting this uh, this episode all week. We've yeah. got big news we're about to unveil, if you couldn't already tell, judging by our tops. Um, but we've got a lot to get into today. We're going to do our... The last two weeks, we've done our, our mid-season grading for the East and Western Conference. Today, we've kind of got... And on the fly, third part to that, our rookie grading, um, just for the, the top 10 draft prospects, just kind of review their seasons thus far. Yeah. Um, so we're looking forward to getting into that. We've got a couple of quick odds and ends to get to, as well as recapping the week that was. So there's a lot of news going on from the NBA and the NBL. Before we get into it, though, guys, mm. we have a major announcement. It's something we've been alluding to for the last couple of weeks now. Contracts have been signed. It's finally here. The moment we've waited for, we would officially like to unveil our new sponsorship by none other than Manscaped, an absolute global powerhouse in the men's grooming department. Absolutely. Um, You know, we are absolutely thrilled to have them on board. We've got big things in the works. Um, You know, we are, this is kind of a big step for us, isn't it? This is our first kind of major, major sponsor. Yeah, absolutely. Big things coming. As you said, Manscaped, they're the, you know, leading, leading producer in men's grooming as it stands today, I would say. So very keen to have them on board and um, we received a few of their products throughout Mm. the week. Absolutely, guys. Here is our first ad read on the fly. Here we go. So I just want to pose a little quick question to you guys. Yeah, go for it. Summertime. You know, favourite time of the year, is it not? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. T-shirts on. We love getting out and about. Mm. Suns out, guns out. I was about to say suns out, guns out. But do you guys, you know, I'm just looking out at your front lawn here, bro. Are you a bit of a green thumb? You like mowing the lawns yourself? Yeah, don't mind it. Don't mind keeping keeping things sort of clean. and Beautiful. Yeah, yeah well, myself, from a, horti- a former horticulture background, I love mowing the lawns. And I personally think, you know, having the right equipment is half the battle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Half the battle to having a good-looking lawn and therefore, Manscaped are perfectly in line with my thoughts. We have got here the Lawnmower 4.0. And I just believe if, you've, if you know, you're going to have your lawn looking good, you need the right equipment. If you're going to have your balls looking you're good. Having your balls looking good, the Lawnmower 4.0, their newest product in the, the Lawnmower range, yes. is your go to. Guys, it is a waterproof, just all, all body purpose, essentially, but particularly balls. Now, you know, as we said, it's summer, it's hot. Is there nothing worse than sweaty, itchy balls? Oh, nothing worse than smelly, sweaty balls. And <laughs> I think everyone knows when you have smel- smelly balls. Smelly balls, you know about it very, very quickly. So we here personally pride ourselves on our grooming and Manscaped here has helped us level up our game with their not only their lawnmower 4.0, they've got, we've got the weed whacker as well to keep those pesky nose and ear hairs in check, as well as a whole host of uh, ball products to help that cleanliness, the crop revive to help keep, I guess, limit chafing and I guess just promote good, you know, you moisturize your hands. Why shouldn't you moisturize your bowls? Yeah, so absolutely. Over the course of the next couple of weeks, guys, we are absolutely thrilled to be showing you some of these products. We're absolutely thrilled to have Manscaped on board. Yeah. And if you want to join us, guys, get on board, head to the get Manscaped website, use our code DRIBBLE20. Should be somewhere here. DRIBBLE20 just here, guys. Follow <laughs> that little link there on the video. Um, Dribble20, the link will be in our bio for the video and for our podcast. Use our code Dribble20, you get 20% off as well as free shipping. And not only can you have your 
Oh, I guess you can have our, your balls looking as good as ours because yeah. I know we're feeling pretty funky <laughs> yeah. fresh here. So level up your game in summer, get onto Manscaped and use the code Dribble20. Must say, I've always wanted to do that. Just this code right here. Just that one there. Dribble20. It's such good value though, isn't it? Is. it? Like, Honestly, I, I, it spoken, truly is. I've spoken to so many people already who's sort of in the market for a similar type product. And, yep. you know, particularly now we've got free shipping and a, and a discount code Dribble20. What better time to hold and on? Everyone knows the name Manscaped. That's Absolutely. As a global leader. They're better than the rest, and it, it proves evident. Guys, we cannot thank Manscaped enough, and we can't thank all of you already for letting us know that you've used our code. You're on board with us, and you're helping yourself as well. So if any of you use our code, that code dribble20 at manscaped.com, let us know. We'd love to hear. I'd bit, I was about to say we'd love to see the... The before and after, but maybe not so much. But guys, <laughs> love to hear about it. Big thank you once again to Manscaped, and look at the tops as well. Just quickly, yeah, and the back. dope threads there. Jeez, Manscaped, well what's what do we got there, Lee? Your balls will. Your thank balls you. will thank you, and we will thank you too. <laughs> Excellent, guys. Let's get into today's show. No mucking around. Odds and end. We've got a lot to get through today, so I'll start with maybe the biggest piece of news coming out. Yeah. That. Arguably one of the MVP favourites, Kevin Durant, he will miss four to six weeks with a medial collateral ligament sprain on his left knee. That's huge. Um, this is massive. This is massive not only for the net season, but also for KD. So it really was shaping up as a potential MVP season. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a really big blow to him. And, you know, we put up a post during the week on our socials, Instagram, Facebook. We're active on all. Go yeah, check them out. Yeah. Um, that with how close it is in that top tier of the East. Yeah. That you know, a couple of games here and there, if they slide whilst KD's out, they could find themselves in that fifth to sixth range and potentially missing out on home court advantage. Mm. Oh, you're hundred percent right. You can't afford to be losing games and to have arguably one well, he's one of the best players in the league, but I was about to say arguably the best player mm. at mm. his best out for that period of time, it's far from ideal and um, they'll be hoping they can get KD back sooner rather than later because he's he just provides something that no one else in the league can no. provide. Yeah. Unstoppable. Do you think the Nets will slide here, Lee? They've got a bit of an upcoming uh, road trip, with so we should say a fair bit of Kyrie coming into the fold. Yeah. But do you still think they'll be able to keep themselves in that that top two three position? Mm-hmm. I think they'll slide a bit. You see, you, you watch games with and with, without Kevin Durant. And they're, they're two completely different teams. He completely drives not only the offense but the defense yeah. on that team. So I reckon yeah. they'll struggle. But do we reckon that it's too late? For for James Harden to have a bit of a run at the MVP. Yes. You reckon? Yep. I mean, it's halfway. It's not like he's had a terrible first half of the season either. I, I've got a question to pose maybe a little bit later in the show, but I'll just give you this for now. I think it is. I don't okay. think he's in contention. Okay. He would have a lot of catching up to do. He would have to be having like a... Averaging a 40-point yeah. triple-double from here on yeah. out, I think. Wouldn't put it at past him, though. There you go. Lee, what else have you Good got for news us? news that was just mind-boggling to me. The um, Detroit Pistons offered a trade to the 76ers, you know, in exchange for Ben Simmons. So mm-hmm. they were offering, and this was too much for me, they were offering Jeremy Grant, Sadiq Bay, Kelly Olynyk, and a first-round pick. For all, ben all Simmons. for Ben Simmons, and apparently the 76ers weren't enthusiastic at all. Didn't care. We've been seeing a few of the a few of these mock trades for Ben Simmons going around during the week. This might have been the one. Oh, I tell you what, this wasn't a mock trade though. No, 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 not mock. Trade. Yeah, no. Sorry, a lot of um, a lot of talk about mm. Ben Simmons. This I 
Do, well, do you think they should have taken it? I think it would be a no-brainer. You're getting so many good assets in return for a player who's proved that he doesn't really care about the game. He's, he plays. The reason that I like it is they're, they're getting players who can perform right away. However, yeah. they're also getting players who they can build their future around. Obviously, Joel Embiid is the corner franchise, cornerstone, whatever you want to call him, of, of the 76ers. But Sadiq Bay has showed such good signs, particularly with um, Jeremy Grant. big games. Yeah, he's had big massive... Games. Massive games, and we've seen obviously when Jeremy Grant hasn't been injured that he he's really um, active on the offensive end. So yep. I I it was a bit of a head scratcher for me as well because I thought, look, at the end of the day, these offers, I reckon the value of these offers are going to continue to go down. Um, so you know, at some stage, Daryl Morey just has to bite the bullet. I would have thought. I'm really, really looking forward to seeing what that end deal is. Mm. You know, it's been sp- spoken about for so, so long now. You know, we're kind of for sure. almost beyond the point of caring. I think a lot of NBA fans out there. Mm. Um, right. So certainly looking forward to seeing how that unfolds. Never, that is a big trade there. Mm. I'd, imagine seeing Ben Simmons in Detroit. Yeah. Oh. In fairness, though, you know, you're building around him, Cade. Killian Hayes, who's got maybe a little bit of potential there. There's a few, you know, there's a world in which it could work. They just need a couple of really, really, really good shooters from the outside to complement them. But yeah. um, I would love to see it happen nevertheless. I'd just love to see any trade for Ben Simmons happen at this we point. We are beyond the point of caring yeah. here, aren't we? A trade we did see during the week. Now, I'm just going to have a look to get this right here. It was a three-team trade. We love three-team trades, we don't we? Yes. Um, the San Antonio Spurs received Wancho Hernan Gomez and a 2028 second-round pick via Denver. Denver received Bryn Forbes. And the Celtics received PJ Dozier and Bol Bol. Now, mm. both of those players are injured, um, but that will you know aid aid them in escaping the luxury tax. Mm, for sure. For the Celtics, though, on Bol Bol, now this kind of, kind of came to light and it kind of clears up what we spoke about last week with Bol Bol, how he didn't pass his physical um, in that trade there to Detroit. Yeah. It has since come to light. He looks set to undergo foot surgery. It'll keep him out for 8 to 12 weeks now. Yes. So I think that is pretty a, a pretty clear indicator as to what caused his um, failure, failure in the medical for uh, Detroit there. Yep. But, um, yeah, how do you guys feel about this trade? As yourself, or our resident Celtics man, you've lost... Hernan Gomez, and you've got back Dozier and Bol Bol, both on the injury ward, but, you know, escaping luxury tax. Yeah, and that's that's what this trade has sort of... That's why this trade has occurred, I guess. But I don't think losing Hernan Gomez is a massive loss by any means because I don't think he's really contributed to the franchise at mm. all so far this season. Bol Bol... It's been a non-factor, to be honest. Now, I think about it, I, I think we're all just excited to be able to say one show, Hernan Gomez. Yeah. <laughs> we love the name, but he's done not a lot so far. No, he's spot on. And, I mean, Bol Bol, it's going to be interesting to see if he plays a part and how big of a part he plays once he's fit and healthy. Will mm. he remain with the Celtics, or mm. will he be a piece that sort of gets passed around in the league? You've got a handful of these type of players in the league who yeah. are sort of just, sort of scapegoats. Like, any time you're looking <laughs> to offload a bit of extra baggage, off they go. Very happy to see PJ Dozier back at, at where it all began. Yes, um, what a what a kind of full, coming full of circle. Full, full circle yeah, moment, yeah. absolutely. Circle yep. of life. Yes, yep. But, um, yeah, it's going to be interesting going forward. Lay your thoughts on this trade. Anything uh, to weigh in on, on that one? I'm excited to see a bit more from Bol because, to be honest, we haven't seen a whole lot from him. But it, it po- just poses a question if um, do we do we think he'll even get time at Boston? I reckon shut not. him down for this season. Um, eight to 12 weeks, so you're looking at two to three months there. Yep. I, and depending on if the Celtics make it into the playoffs, I reckon you just nah. shut him down, give him that extra bit of time to re- mm. rest, recuperate, 
really hit it and quit it on the uh, on the training courts in the off season, yeah. and hopefully can really consolidate like a, a legitimate spot within the league, some legitimate playing time. Because you know, as we said last week, we've seen flashes, um, but nothing uh, concrete as of yet. Yep, for sure. A player who has been in a lot of rumours as of late, Miles Turner of the Indiana Pacers. Now. It has come to light. A guy, he's probably the name. Him and Ben Simmons, the names who are you know highest on that trade watch. Mm. He has going to be. He's going to be out for at least two weeks. It's expected to be a little bit longer till after the trade deadline on yep. February tenth. Um, now I just want to get this right because it was a funny. It was to do with his foot. Now, as a big guy, that is concerning. Absolutely. But yeah. um, he's a guy who's received a lot of interest in the last couple of weeks. Do you think now with this injury coming to light for Turner? that interest will diminish and the packages that may be put forth to the paces will be, you know, kind of not what they were hoping, I guess. Uh, there's always that possibility, I guess. I mean, no team wants to take on a guy who, who you know, could potentially be a detriment to their team going forward. Um, however, I still think that he'll have a lot of teams lining up for his services mm-hmm. because I think with the change of scenery personally, he could be back to sort of defensive player of the year caliber type player around the rim he's in terms of defending the rim mm-hmm. he's averaging almost three blocks this year yep. and it's been a pretty it's been a constant throughout the course of his career and, and I he think, has shown the ability to shoot from the outside as well hasn't he he has he has so I think maybe going to a team as we were mentioning the other way perhaps Golden State Warriors yep that would be a very handy pickup they've got the assets to dish off if they were to you know so choose that but yep. um yeah, I, I I personally think there's going to be teams lining up for his services because he's even if it's only on the defensive end, there's a lot of teams requiring that that sort of help. Well, Lee, I guess for you then, let me pose it this way: Do you think there's a world, and you know, I've heard a little bit of talk about it during the week, and I'm starting to see a vision of it. The Pacers, you know, decide to say let's let's keep Turner, give him kind of the reins as that big man, and let's offload some bonus. So now let's see what we can get for him on the market at the yeah. moment. You know, there's been talk that he could potentially be on the way out mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, you kind of flip the uh, flip the the script there and say, all right, we'll keep Turner and build him as our big man. Well, it depends which one you need. If I was the Pacers, I'd be building around Sabonis because okay. I think he's more there offensively and he still has a defensive game. Yep. But um, I I do think you get a fair bit back in return for. Turner though, like sure. I love, he's literally the perfect fit and exactly what we need over at the Hornets. Like if he and that was the a team Hornets, I heard mentioned. Yeah, he he. I, I think Huge. we'd go to another level if he was there. So I'd love to see us brew up a trade and somehow get him. Well, I think Indiana are losing something regardless of if they get rid of Sabonis or Turner. Turner, obviously, the defensive side of things, he's he's a defensive anchor. Sabonis provides more on the offensive end of things. Yep. And also, he's, he's been known to be a very good um, big man distributor as well. He, so he is, isn't he? Yeah, I, th- I think they're both um, they're both going to be huge losses if they were to go. I'd be keeping Sabonis. So. Such a weird team because they're too good to tank, but they're not good enough to compete. Yeah, so for sure. interesting to see what happens with the paces there. Lads, anything else from odds and ends that you'd love to share just, with us today? Just another injury that I just want to rattle off real quick. Lonzo Bowl. Yes. Um, he had a... Injury, and he he thought originally that he was saying, oh, I can play through this. And it's um, come to light that he's had to undergo surgery on mm-hmm. his left knee and he's going to be out for four to six weeks. Yes. And I think people might be underestimating how how much this will impact Bulls winning games. 
really does hurt with Levine out as well at the moment. They're in mm. kind of a little bit of a cry. You know, they're lucky they did such good work in the first half of the season that they've got a bit of a buffer there. Yeah, it's kind right. of, you know, I don't expect them to hold that number one spot down. Mm. But the loss of Lonzo is really big mm. in terms of their playmaking, their ability to just stretch the floor. It's, it's handy that Caruso's back now because yeah. um, he can fill that guard role, that void there. Um, but he he's really mm. been... Quite like as a Lakers fan, since he's left the Lakers, we saw development in at New Orleans, yep, and then yep. coming to the Bulls this year, he just looks like on a, a different yep. level, showing the flashes that we thought he was going to be coming into the league. And he, he almost gets looked over now, doesn't he? Though? He does because DeRozan yep. obviously playing at an MVP caliber level. When DeRozan, ah, uh, sorry, not DeRozan. When um, Zach Levine's out there, when Vooch is out there, these are the bigger names. But he provides so much on the, I guess, facilitation end of yep. the. Of the um, floor, and he's also a really good defender. He is. Um, I, I, was, I was seeing pictures, sorry, during the week of like his shooting form when he was yeah. in LA, and it was it was honestly one of the ugliest shots up there with Ben Simmons. Yeah. Yes, but it just gives you know, I guess, credibility to the fact that anyone, if they put in the work, can change. Absolutely. Um, and you know, he knocks them down with such consistency now, mm. and really looks confident in that stroke. And it just again a testament to the work he's putting off. Off the court. He's yeah. becoming such a complete player now, so very happy to see it. But sh- real shame that he's out. There you go. Lads, odds and ends from the NBA done. Just a couple of quick NBL points I would like to rattle through here. Go for it. Now, our team that we probably didn't talk about enough maybe coming into the season, Melbourne United, yeah. you did, bro. I, I think your championship uh, pick, weren't they? Were they not? Uh, runners up. Runners up. Runners up, that's it. Um, they're on the uh, six-game win streak here. They're on fire. They lost their first two games, but they currently lead the league now at six and two. Delhi started to fire up. Goulding, since he's come back in, looking phenomenal. And they're starting to look like that powerhouse once again that we thought they would be. I mean, it's no coincidence, is it? Delhi performing at an extremely high level and Melbourne United winning games. Oh, it's bound to happen. Uh, it just goes hand in hand, doesn't it? And a guy who goes hand in hand with leading the league in scoring, Bryce Cotton, he still currently leads the league, 22.7 points. Yep. Mitch Creek and Vic Law closely, closely following him, but there is just, you know, phenomenal scoring across the board this year. There's so many players who are in that, around that 20, 20 plus mark. And it's just awesome to see this level of scoring now. So many players who can perform on any given night. It's really and really fun to watch. The thing about the NBL, particularly this year, I've noticed is maybe you go back five, ten years and there's just a handful of players yeah. who are sort of must-watch. These days, you could tune into pretty much any team in the league and there's at least one player Absolutely. who's going to catch your attention. And Jesus, so we, we say it so often, but there's so much extremely good talent in that league. Can I give you a player I'm keen to see for the back half of the season here? You go for it, Nick. Yep. He's the, he the guy who's currently leading the league in assists. Yep. Without Scotty Machado, he's leading the Taipan's front line, Tajir McColl. I love this bloke. He's averaging 16.3 points, a league-leading six assists and seven rebounds. Mm. He has had big, big shoes to fill whilst Machado, who went down in that game versus the Jack Jumpers earlier yep. in the season... He's electric. From the US, he's just a bowler. I think we called this early days because oh. I think we were watching this game together and he came That was a brick show. It, yeah, was, a it was a horrible, horrible game to watch. An absolute brick show, but he was However, the shining light. He was incredible, wasn't he? And we sort of got the feeling that without Machado um, going forward that he was going to take the reins and goodness me, he's he's probably most improved at this point, wouldn't he have to be? Uh, don't know if he's was most he? improved because he hasn't been in the uh, first year in the league. Yeah, right. Yeah, um, okay. I so I don't know what but the baseline is. I guess from 
prior to when I, I guess most to... improved in our eyes. I guess most uh, most surprising, maybe most surprising could be. But he's cold. been awesome, and yeah. now you know the Taipans have missed a couple of games. Currently sitting mid table at the moment. Uh, we've had a bit of a disrupted NBL season, especially over the last month or two due to COVID, which is once again running rampant here in in Australia. Yeah. Um, but hopefully, on this back back half of the season, now we can get some consistent. Uh, playing in game time for all, all the teams. The Jack Jumpers tomorrow, so. South East Melbourne Phoenix, um, shaping up as a big game there, and hopefully the Jack Jumpers can get their season back on the march. I reckon there's. I reckon it only takes a few games in the NBL. It's all pretty tight still. It is. Still yep. early days, so I think just a few wins on the board and we'll climb Absolutely. back up. Absolutely. So good stuff there from the NBA and the NBL. Guys, before we get into it, just mm. quickly, a real quick one. For any of you guys out there who follow our TikTok... Mm. Our latest one, up to 160,000 views. We're, we're, you know, pretty pleased with it. So just, I guess that little point is just, uh, you know, drumming the old housekeeping. If you're not following our socials, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, guys, check us out. We are active and loving it all. Um, you know, it's, it's an exciting little period, isn't it? I guess in this day and age, the power of social media is just unbelievable isn't it you can go from oh, a zero to heroes overnight yeah particularly tiktok though isn't it like oh, tiktok's it one of those things it's a bit of potluck we won't lie but there also has to be a bit of thought there is a bit of thought there absolutely so very happy to see that going well and um i think we might have a few more on the way as well absolutely guys wherever you listen to the show be sure to subscribe like comment all to do all that great stuff we really appreciate it for any of our youtube listeners out there think it's all right at the moment but we are every now and again you know the lag is real we are certainly working on that we've had a big week in daily dribble hq with our our new sponsors coming on board but we are absolutely we've got things in the work to always continue to improve our product so if you're a youtube viewer we appreciate you sticking with us big things coming Mm -hmm. absolutely there you go big things coming for this year's draft class it would seem guys we're going to get into we've got our top well the top 10 picks of this year's draft well, you can have a little bit of a discussion about how how things have been playing out for the class yeah. so far. Yeah. I mean, so, still very early days. Let's just is. premise this. We're only sort of halfway through their first season. So mm. but it's just sort of initial reactions to what we've seen so far. Yeah. And I think we've seen enough so far to make some, I think, pretty solid reactions oh, for some of them. Yeah. Pretty solid. Yeah. Pretty solid calls. So I think we, we should start with Mr. Number One himself, Kay Cunningham, Roy. What have you made of his his start to the season? Look, I think coming into the season, Cade probably started a bit slowly. And I think in the NBA landscape... One of the worst three-point shooting stretches in history, I think, or for a rookie. His first couple of games, it was brick central. It was brick central, wasn't it? Yeah, he started off slowly. And to, to be honest, there was a tiny bit of concern. But at the same time, he did have an injury in preseason. Yes, so we yeah. sort of expected him to come out of the gates, maybe not as you know firing as we would have expected him to otherwise. But so far this season, he's averaged really respectable 15-5-5 five and five with a steal as well. Yep. And he's actually performed so well of late that he's climbed back into Rookie of the Year contention. Absolutely. Not saying he's leading Rookie of the Year, but, I mean, he's certainly improved as as the season has progressed. And he sort of looks like he's gaining more confidence as the season progresses. Definitely. He's feeling more comfortable at NBA level. Um, So I'm really happy with what I've seen. After a slow start, he's, he's... yeah, performed really admirably since then. And such a good spot for him, given the fact there's no pressure in Detroit. Yeah. yeah. Like, they yeah. can, he can just play with freedom, you know. He, he's different when they're on the court. He's a plus 
4.8 point differential when on the there court, go, which yeah. just shows, you know, whether it's showing up in the box score or not, yeah, no, your impact always shows up in that plus minus, what you can actually bring, even without the ball in your hand, which Kate is doing, as you said, he's got such a well-rounded game. His scoring's coming along, facilitating, playmaking, and on the defensive end as well, he's been really kind of surprising for me. And I think he yep. is starting to really work into that number one role. Like it is, you know, a lot of pressure coming into it, especially when he kind of made the claim, you know, I'm going to, you know, I'm the franchise star. We're going to, um, you know, make Detroit relevant again. Yep. Yep. There is that expectation on him. But, you know, after that slow start, I'm, I'm liking what I'm saying. He's not afraid of the moment and he's got the perfect body for the game as mm. well. Like he's just got, he's NBA ready. Oh. So yeah. um, looking forward to seeing what he can, can what he can do. Mm. And as you said, he's back in that rookie of the year contention, uh, really mounting a legitimate threat to it. And I mm. think that'll only grow as the season goes on. Mm. And anyone who goes number one, um, I feel like has the highest expectations to do well. 100%. You know, Detroit, 100%. Detroit may not have a mentality of having a win now, which is fine, but that doesn't go to say that um, people don't expect Cade Cunningham to play well. I exactly. think he has, out of all the rookies, pretty pretty close up there with one of the you know the most expectations to do well. Um, yeah. And that's hard to do in, in the backcourt alongside Killian Hayes, who isn't assisting him in scoring, mm-hmm. who isn't assisting him in playmaking, ball handling. He's kind of having to do it all, especially with yeah. Jeremy Grant out. I think kind of playing with four on the court with Hayes. I, yeah. I've gone yeah. real south on him. Yeah. Um, you went north to begin with. I went to the moon with him and had nothing but hope and just <laughs> huge expectations and I couldn't have couldn't be further from the truth at the moment. So awful. Looking forward to seeing what Kay can do. Uh, Lee, the number two pick, Jalen Green, Houston Rockets. Guy who I was really high on at the before before did, the start. Did we of the all, I know I did. Did we all project him as a rookie of the year? I did. I, I did. did. I feel like I did as well. Yeah. Um, his output at the start was very slow. It was it was probably the you know it was very slow, but um, he has picked it up as of late, and yes. I do like to see that. At, which he should have though, because he's the number two pick in the draft. Yep. Um, but he, what I like from him, he's shown flashes. He's yep. shown that he's shifty. He's great in transition. Um, he can get to the basket. Um, and I do have confidence that one day he'll be a high level scorer. But um, right now he, he just has to work on a couple of things. Yeah, as you were saying, Lee, he did really start with poor efficiency for mm-hmm. the season. He was just an absolute gunner. Um, which you know, as you find your feet. Again, a team without too much expectation. He was just kind of getting a feel for it. Went down with that hamstring injury. Yeah. Since he's come back, though, as you said, really improved and looks yes. a lot more controlled. The efficiency is better um, and just, you know, looks, you know, he's not afraid of the moment, mm. which is awesome for him. But I just think the big, like his game has a lot of refining to do. Yeah. A lot of refining. I think out of probably all the rookies, maybe this top 10, he's the player who might have... Uh, I'm, no, I'm not going to say that. Not the highest potential because I think maybe Mobley does. But I think he's the player who needs to refine his game the most. Yeah. Um, he's got huge, huge potential. But I think the biggest thing is you're working on slowing down a little bit. Yeah. Like there, he just looks like, especially in that first part, there was a million different things going through his head and he didn't know, you know, which one to go with. So he just needs to breathe a little more, I think, he and does. just kind of yeah. relax and trust his teammates a little bit more. Um, 
but yeah, I've been impressed with the way he's bounced in, bounced back yeah. after a pretty ordinary start. And the positive thing is, all of those things will come with time and exactly. maturity for Jalen Green. It's it's not something that can't be worked on going forward, and particularly given it's the first half of his exactly. first season in the NBA. I think um, we've still got plenty of time. Um, yeah, I've I've seen enough from him to to have belief that he'll be a really good player down the track. Just a little stat that. So far this season, he's had go. eight out of 31 games under 10 points. Now, mm. if I'm the Houston Rockets, yeah. um, I'm probably wanting that number to be a little smaller. Um, I don't Wait, think... Wait, so, so sorry, eight out of 31, he's scored under Let 10 us. points? Yeah. yeah, under 10 points. So I'd, I'd okay. like the amount. I'd, I think he needs to add more consistency to his game, and I believe most of those games were early days. Mm-hmm. So I think recently he's... Yep. Had a bit more consistency to his game, but, um, yeah, if he's going to be the main offensive option for this team going forward, um, I'd like to see a bit more consistency. Mm. But, he's, yeah, there's promising signs. Promising he's got signs. the range to do it too. Like, I know they've got um, Kevin Porter Jr. and, like, Eric Gordon there. But yep. he's pushed straight into that starting lineup. You look at people like... James Booknight, who have hardly got a glimpse at the game. Yeah, not saying much of him. Which is fine, because his time will come. But I'm just saying, Jalen Green can just go at it with no responsibility of having a win. Exactly. like you said, maybe it's a case of just having to slow down his tempo and just relax a bit. But, yeah, I don't know what it is. Well, the number three pick, should I say, Evan Mobley, Cleveland Cavaliers, in my eyes, rookie of the year at this point. Um, he has yeah. been absolutely phenomenal. Um, you know, a little bit of a, not a concern, but the thought was maybe on the offensive end. Might struggle a little bit. He's up to 15 points a game now, yeah. looking phenomenal. He moves so well for a big guy. Mm. And the fact that I love, he can guard one through five. Yeah. Like he's super big, but super mobile. Mm. And just that ability to be so switchable and interchangeable on a, on a Cavs team you know, that has a few big guys. You got Mark and then Allen in the starting lineup. Mm. You know, having that that other big but who is so interchangeable is just a luxury. Is an absolute luxury. He is just unreal. He has surpassed my wildest expectations um as to what I thought he could be. Mm-hmm. And just on both ends of the floor looks like an absolute monster. Uh, even was getting a couple of weeks ago. Little murmurs of defensive player of the year to him, which yeah, is as absurd as it is, a rookie. Imagine that rookie of the year in DPOY, but um, he certainly won't win that. But I, he, I think he will in the future. He's got that written yeah. all over him, multiple time winner. Um, as I said, that ability one through five is just not many players in the league can do that and, and do that to such a high level. And as a rookie, because he on the defensive end, he's great all around, but it's predominantly his rim protection. You yep. need to be confident to to jump up and block some of these guys that have been in the league for years, and he's doing that with you on, know a lot of confidence on a nightly basis. On a nightly basis, and it's not even just his defense. Like his shooting stroke looks well. He's done a little bit of ball handling. I'm super excited for this Cavs team for the next oh, five yeah. years. I think they've got. Like a, I reckon I expect to see next year their NBA TV games just shoot through yeah. the roof. Well, that's Charles really Allen Mobley is that core kind of three, and the other pieces around it. Oh, exciting! Mean, it's it just goes without saying that no one has really watched the Cavs since LeBron left, and I haven't even. But now they're getting back into those talks. Yep. On Evan Mobley, am I the only one who at the start of the season thought that? The duo between him and Jared Allen might be a bit of a clash. 
Ice. Which it hasn't been. It's been quite the opposite. They've, they've, wore, they've complimented each other quite well. Um, but I was like, at the start of the season, I was like, why would you pick Mobley at um, the third pick and yeah. Jared Allen? That was, actually, Allen. that was actually my immediate thought as soon as he got drafted. Yeah. Um, because I was thinking, how is that going to work having two... So I thought... I didn't know too much about Evan Mobley coming mm. into the season. I knew he was highly regarded. However, I, I just thought two big men who sort of had similar playing styles. And then signing Markinen and having yeah. all three in that starting lineup. Very top-heavy, but it's been anything but. It's been yeah. incredible for the, the Cleveland Cavaliers. And Evan Mobley, he's far and away the Rookie of the Year favourite at the moment, and rightly so. Um, just provides a bit of everything. The thing that's impressed me the most about him that I probably – can't say for most of the rookies, but he seems like he's a guy who could easily be mistaken for like a veteran in yes. the league. Like he yep. plays with so much um, ease and he's so poised. comfortable. He's poised, super yeah. poised. He's he's really really fun to watch, and I it's no surprise that sort of his high performance has coincided with Cleveland Cavaliers ascension up the stand and standing. So, oh, he's he's one to watch going forward for sure. Right. Carry on, my friend. What Our number four pick there, Scotty Barnes. Do you think number two in the Rookie of the Year race at the minute? In my eyes, yes. Yep. Yeah. He, he has to be number two. It's a tight race after um, after Evan Mobley, I would have thought. But, yes. yeah, he's, he's in and around the picture. For me, probably the biggest shock of the draft in terms of over-exceeding expectations. Remember when he got taken fourth and it wasn't just me. There was the, Outrage. I think, I think the whole NBA community was sort of in a bit of shock. They they thought that Jalen Suggs might have been the guy mm. to get that get that um, pick in the draft. But no. Uh, it was Toronto, one spot, but people went crazy, yeah. didn't they? Oh, went yeah. nuts. Yeah, it's it's unbelievable. Aren't Toronto Raptors happy with that pick? It was sort of mm. not a stab in the dark, but there was a little bit of unpredictability about it. Um, but he just looks so, uh, likewise with um, Evan Mobley. They just look so comfortable at this level. There was a period of games there where Pascal Siakam was out. Um, I think Van Vliet was out for a little yeah. while, and he was leading that team. And you know, mate, perhaps they weren't winning as many games as they are now at that time. But in saying that, he looks so comfortable leading that team. And mm. I, he's probably one of, if not the most exciting player for me going forward in this draft. Lee, yeah. what do you think of Scotty Barnes? I think he's behind Evan Mobley, probably the second most impactful player um, to yep. come out of the draft. Like you were saying with, I think it was Evan Mobley, he can also play one through five. on the. That's on my notes here, 100%. Oh. How's this? Oh, no. Oh, Rose had a shocker, mate. He's gone for the old drink and he's missed the mouth. What have you done, pal? I'm just wearing in the um, old manscape <laughs> shirt. How many of these? Oh, dear. And to be fair, it's a bit hot in here as well, so <laughs> cool, um, might just need to cool down a little bit, but... Um, Moving on. No, but he can play. Hearing <laughs> me. He can play Mr. one. the mouth. <laughs> he can play oh. one through five. And when I see Scotty Barnes, I see when it comes playoff times and if the Raps do make it to the playoffs, he's going to be really impactful and, you know, impactful to their winning. Um, yeah. I'm very high on, on Scotty. Uh, just yeah. as you said, Lee, like one of the kind of keynotes I had here on Scotty Barnes was, again, I said, as like Mobley, that ability one through five, yeah. huge. Had an absolute tear to start the season. Was leading that rookie of the year race. Has cooled mm. down a little since you know Pascal, Fred have come back. All those players, the the big guns. But he's averaging fourteen and a half points, eight rebounds, three and a half assists a game. Looking phenomenal. The thing I love though, he just gets in there. He's leading rookies. He's averaging three offensive rebounds a game. Mm. That's crazy. And he just looks. 
like as you said, like he looks built for the league. Yeah. A, a guy who is, I really hope the Raptors make the playoffs just yeah. for the pure fact having a player of that caliber. You know, I don't expect them to go far into it, but just getting reps in. Mm-hmm. Have to. Like the yeah. Grizzlies, you don't have any expectations on them in the playoffs this year. Get reps. Get Jar reps. Get uh, JJJ reps. Get them all. Desmond Bain. That's what it's all about. You know, MJ had to take his lumps, didn't he? He did, yeah. Um, you know, against the Celtics in those early series. Mm. All these players, they've got to go through the reps in the playoffs before you have that success. So, you know, players like that, you know, we're looking at you know, Cade, Mobley, Scotty Barnes. The, the earlier you can get in, the better. So... In particular for Scotty, um, looking forward to seeing what he can do. He looks like a real winner. Yeah. Like he looks like a winner. So very excited about that. The guy he upset, upset, I guess, for the fourth spot coming in, in at number five, Jalen Suggs Lee. Mm. I mean, this season we haven't seen a heap of him because of that fractured thumb early in the season. Only but, came back during the week, didn't he? He was out yeah. since November 29th and yeah. came back during the week, I believe. Mm. But you've got to look at the things that he has shown, and what he's shown to me is. The intensity and the physicality and also the toughness he brings out on a nightly basis. Every night he's out there, especially on the defensive end, just giving it his all. Um, I, I reckon in the future he's he's going to be touted as one of these, um, you know, renowned defensive guards, one of the better ones in the league. Great. I'm, ex- I'm excited to see what he can do offensively, but for me I'm more excited to see what he can do on his defensive um, side. Uh, yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. He's looked better uh, as the season's gone. Like he went down with that injury, a little more poised. But you know, as you said, defensively is the exciting part, and I 100 percent agree with that because offensively he's been pretty. He's been pretty woeful. He's been shooting 25 percent from three hmm. and 36 percent from the field. 25 um, percent usage as a rookie, but those shooting those shooting splits are just Not you know good. they are in any sense of the word horrible. Um, it's got a lot of work to do. As we said, rookies, we're reading into things very early here, and they can iron out very quickly. Yeah. Um, you know, because it's such a small sample size, a couple of good games, and he's boosted back up to league average. But um, yeah, certainly looking forward to seeing what he can do on that end, just in terms of improving that that stroke and just his offensive output with better consistency. Again, another team that has zero expectations on them this season, but you just like to see him. I guess find his role. This this is a weird team because they've got, I, I guess, a, a lot of young mouths to feed. Mm. You look at Wendell Carter Jr., Mo Bumba, Cole Anthony, Markel Fultz when he comes back. you got mm. Jalen Suggs, a guy we'll talk about shortly, Franz Wagner. Um, you know, it's interesting just to see where everyone fits into this team. Yeah. Like, uh, you look at the Cavs, you know, they've got some young stars, but you know what everyone's role kind of is, don't you? Mm, um, you do. I, not so much with this Orlando team. So mm. interested to see, you know, who kind of steps into that that kind of that key role. I don't even think Orlando fully know what the plan is going forward. They've, re- they've recruited, obviously, a lot of young, talented players, but God knows how that's going to work out in, you know, two to three years. It was like the Mo Bamba Carter Jr. situation. They kind of had both. And didn't know which one to yep. go, so right, we'll just play them together. And yep. I, I guess it's stuck at this point, but you know, there was no real clear direction there. It was kind of just a battle to see who earned their spot, and that's just where they're at, isn't it? Yeah, they just there's no clear, clear goal at the minute, I guess. No clear direction. Um, yeah, I mean, for me, in terms of Jalen Suggs, it's similar to um, Jalen Green in a way that I have, I've wished that he'd been more consistent. He, I know, very he, similar. He has been out for the 
for the fair majority of this season so far, which has been far from ideal for him. But um, I, I'd prefer him to be sort of like a 13, 14, 15 a point a night player as opposed to 16 one night and six the next. Mm. I feel like he's either, you know, I feel like he's been that type of player so far. Yep. Um, and I hope that trend doesn't continue. Um, and I'm sure it won't, but it, regardless, he's a, he's a watch this space type of mm. player for me. Absolutely. I think he's, he's shown enough to prove that, okay, he's not an absolute bust so far, but at the same time, um, I want to see more out of him going forward. Just quickly, yes or no, or not a yes or no, a team or a team, hands up. Who's the winner, Orlando or the Raptors? Who got the better end of... Oh, oh are we talking about with Franz Wagner? No, well? with uh, with Scotty Barnes. Oh, well, and it goes out saying Scotty Barnes. It's just, the Raptors looked like huge winners here. The, they took that gamble. The, and, yeah, the fact that it was like a dark horse pick yep. as well, um, they must be thrilled with where he's ended up. Oh, Rope it's yourself, just, it's got to be the Raptors, doesn't it? It's just Scotty and then Daylight. Um, Scotty too hottie. Fortune favours the brave. <laughs> Guys, the number six pick oh, is Mr. Josh Giddy. Um, ph- ha- phenomenal stuff here like this guy there was so much almost reluctancy to accept him as the number six pick yep. you know his athleticism was a concern his scoring was a concern just his overall game was being torn apart by the media he has come out and just absolutely pissed on everyone who said anything about him yeah, uh, No, was it the November and December rookie of the month or was it December January might have been all three I couldn't November, November December, November, December right. that's right go stick with your gut yeah. um, his passing is I think in the top what are you looking at top 10 to 15 percent in the league yeah. I reckon um, his just ability you know no look on the yeah. sling by his hands he looks Unbelievable, mm. unbelievable in his playmaking. His scoring looks a lot better than I thought. He's still got a bit of work to do with that stroke, as as pretty much were mentioned on every rookie. So you know, not too concerning there. He's a triple double threat every night, nearly. Oh, yeah. He's is. the youngest player in NBA his, history now with a triple double. I'm really liking that kind of that duo watch of him and SGA. I think yeah. in the coming year or two. You know, that tandem is going to cause a lot of teams headaches. Mm-hmm. Um, the only thing, yeah, as I said, to work on is stroke. That'll come it's, in time. It's and already it's not, coming. Though, it's coming along, you know? yeah, absolutely. And for him, that's not... It's like Ben Simmons. If he could shoot, that's a bonus. But his primary role is on the defensive end and playmaking, which which Giddy's doing. So I'm uh, I'm stoked to see what his career trajectory will be. I, I think I've got a stat here. In the last nine or ten games, he's 63% from two and 35% from three. So it's already coming. But like you said, he, he is um, the best passer out of the draft. He's, his passing ability, his vision, yep. his on-court IQ is just through the roof. And that... That's something that never diminishes. You look at CP3. He came into the game and he had an above um, average IQ and that hasn't left him. It's only got stronger. Yep. I think throughout the whole of Josh Giddy's career, he's just going to have that um, that on-court IQ, which is very beneficial. Just quickly before we go to you, Ro, yep. we spoke about a few of these players, Jalen Green, Suggs, who just need to at times slow down a little bit because mm. it's such a frenetic it's pace and there's too Giddy's much going pace. on. Giddy, and we've spoken about it similar to Luka Doncic, plays at such a contr- plays the game to their kind of speed. Yeah. They're not influenced by if they're playing a De'Aaron Fox who wants to go a million miles an hour. He just sets the tone. Yep. And like he, he's deceptively quick though. Yeah. Like, but he just plays the game to his level, and it it's awesome. He can play on his terms and just play the way he wants, as as opposed to being dictated by others. 
I feel uh, like you're you're either one of those players or you're not because I feel like those guys, Jalen Suggs, as we mentioned before, Jalen Green, sort of inbuilt that that it's just that mentality yeah. that it's sort of like Russell Westbrook. It's a hundred miles an hour or yeah. nothing. Whereas I think Josh Giddy likewise, as you were saying to Luka Doncic, plays at his own pace and sort of slows the game around him, which is really hard to defend, yeah. um, deceivingly hard to defend. But, um, I, what, I mean, what else can I really say about him? I've been that super impressed. He's just a freaking legend. I, I, I have a question. Yeah. Do, do we reckon that Josh Giddy can, in the right circumstances, average a triple-double season? Well, I actually had down in my notes that I think he's one of these guys who, throughout the course of his career, will be hovering around that yeah. triple-double mark. Mm-hmm. So I reckon he's the type of player who I could see him in his career averaging maybe 16, 8 and 8 mm. or something along those lines. Maybe. Like yep. I think I think that's that's a fair prediction. Yeah. Um but uh yeah, god, he's he's arguably one of if not the most complete player in the draft in terms of you know, his his points per game have improved. Yep. Rebounder, he had one game where he had what did he have? Oh, 18 rebounds. 18. Yeah. Yeah, something yep. like that. Assists. Um, just everything. He's been outstanding. Um, and that goes to show with those two Western Conference Rookie of the Month. Absolutely. Awards. We're loving it. Josh, never in doubt. Uh, Roy, carry on. We've got four players to go, so we'll rattle through the next four. We've still got a bit to get through. Jonathan Kaminga for the Warriors there. Yes, Kaminga. Look, it's... Fun name, that, Kaminga. Before you start, this is a hard one to read, so I'm a bit excited to see where all of you go with Jonathan. Yeah, okay, with well... Jonathan. Do you do agree, though? Because he's, he is a bit of a roller coaster. Well, he has been this season. It's a tough one to read in my eyes because he's been drafted to the Warriors, right? So right. any player who went to the Warriors in this draft, I think, may have been impacted from a statistical mm. point of view anyway, because they've got so many other good established players yeah. as opposed to maybe going to like a Detroit or, or Orlando or something like that. But mm-hmm. um, he's averaging six and two, but in the minutes that he's gotten and his, in, his minutes have increased um, recently. Draymond out there, yeah. yep. Yeah, he's, he's been really impressive actually. He had a, I think he had a 25-point game against the Bulls and that was probably his game where he came out and he said, look, if I get minutes, I can... I can tell you guys a new one. Um, so I think um, he's. I think there's so much to look forward to for Kaminga, and I think the fact that he's at, only, we've only just seen a small glim- glimpse of him. Um, good signs to come. Um, I hope he gets more minutes going forward as well. Hope he's not wasted yeah. on the bench. Yeah, I think it's almost because the Warriors are cruising at the minute. Yeah. It's kind of not handy, but it's kind of good that Draymond's out yeah. and they're yeah, forced yeah. to have a look at these younger players. We're looking at Moody, we're looking at Kaminga, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, looks good on the defensive end. His dunking ability is fantastic. His confidence is starting to soar. The big thing to watch out for for me, yep. and I looked at a few interviews during the week and a few, few bits and pieces here and there. Uh, he went down to the G League team, was it a week or two ago or um, – I know, and I know Steve Kerr's mentioned to him that he needs to just play with intensity all the time. Like, I know in the G League when he was back there, there were just some plays and a couple of games where he was really flat and things took of the kind. Took the foot off the pedal. Yeah. And, but, you know, you need to, even in the G League, it's, it's kind of you're yeah. showing out to get those minutes and that opportunity in the NBA. Mm. Um, so I hope for him when he's in the NBA and in the G League, he just really applies himself because mm. um, so, he's so. showing a lot to like so far. Yeah. But he needs to, like you're a rookie, you've got to earn everything you get. So yeah. just hope he continues to apply himself. Mm. Um, 
But yeah, it's exciting. I, I think the Warriors, I love what they're doing. When we spoke about prior to the season tipping off, not only are they poised for now, but they've got a lot to like in the next few years as yeah, well. Yeah, so, for sure. Um, looking forward to seeing what he can do. Lee, what do you think of Kaminga? I like him, especially just recently with Draymond Green out and he's being able to show his talent a bit more. I, I like what I've seen from him. I think he's averaged with Draymond out in the last four games about 17, 6, and 3 in about 27 minutes, which I like. Mm. So it's not bad numbers, um, but it does come back to... Um, some of his down points, his erratic shooting, his fluctuating effort levels, you kind of just need to iron these kind of things out and appreciate that you're in the NBA and this is your job. Um, In saying that, I still think Steve Kerr is trying to find the role for him and where he, um, you know, bring... Brings out his most potential, it's, and I think it'll come. It's but. definitely been a trial period for him throughout January, though, hasn't it? Because I think the first month of the season he was averaging about seven minutes. Yeah, he's averaging eighteen point five minutes in January so far. So I think Steve Kerr is saying, particularly with Draymond out, we're going to give you the opportunity to perform and show what you're yeah. made of. And I think so far in this, particularly this month, he's well and truly done that. And, and if you're a nineteen-year-old rookie averaging eighteen point five minutes on the, probably the second best team in the NBA right now, you must yep. be doing something right, and you must have Agreed. something to show. So, I, I'm actually, I really, I like Jonathan Kaminga. I'm excited to see where he goes from here. Absolutely, very good. There, we got three to go. Uh, I might go this one. Go. Uh, Franz Wagner. Vags. Vags. Uh, for the Orlando Magic, the other rookie that the Magic selected in the top 10 alongside Jalen Suggs there. Yep. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, he was getting Rookie of the Year talk. Uh, he, <laughs> he was, he was, was really, I mean, really, he was this month's Rookie of the Month. He was. He's really, think, you yeah. know, he's played every game so far. I think mm. he might be one of the only... I haven't checked that, but one of the only rookies who's played every game. He's done a bit of everything so far, averaging 15.5 points per night. Um, I'm just, I guess my concern comes back to the Suggs. I won't dwell on Wagner too much, but my concern is this team going forward. At the minute, I think he's doing awesome. He's just Mm. going about his business, but my concern is each and every person's role within this team Mm. going forward. Just don't know where how they're going to iron things out. You need a little bit of a hierarchy there. You just need a little bit of, you know... You need a bit of... Um, who, like, who's there? Is, is it Cole Anthony's their go-to, isn't it, down the stretch? Yeah. You would, yeah. would you say? But yeah, Well, he is, but even then, I don't think I'd... I don't think I'd love him to be my super Had a couple of big shots, person. but, yeah, yeah I, I likewise feel the same. They just need... Some togetherness, I'd say. <laughs> they like, need some veteran leadership. I don't doubt that yeah. all of their young players, and I say um, Suggs to an extent, but I say Wagner and Cole Anthony, they're all, and, like, Mo Bumba, they're all playing well individually. But you, who cares if you're playing well individually? You need to play well together as a team, which they're not Look at really the Lakers. Right LeBron's putting up MVP numbers, yet the Lakers are just woeful. So, yeah, yeah absolutely. So, for me, I'm, I'm happy with what he's doing. I won't touch too long on him, but mm. uh, just keep, keep doing your business, mm. my man, and hopefully you can find your designated role within the team. And I like Vargas. I think he's probably one of the most versatile players to come out of the draft. He can get it done on both ends of the floors. Uh, both ends of the floor. Um, I, I swear he had like a 43-point game a couple of games ago. He, he so. did have a big game, yeah. I don't have the numbers on me, but I do recall him having a big, big, big game. So yeah. If need be, he can be that go-to option, um, but I just want to see them work a bit t- better as a team. Yeah, December was the month he showed out. He had 19, 5, and 3 during December. The mm. game that you were referring to, he had 38 points against Milwaukee mm. Bucks. 
Now, that was his coming out game, yeah. and that was the game that got a lot of people's attention. Um, I've seen enough from him. I've seen more than enough from him to suggest that he's going to be a valuable player. How it's going to work, I agree with you, Nick. I don't know how it's going to work going forward at the Orlando Magic. Still a lot of unpredictability and yep. uncertainty. But in terms of individual performance, he's been he's, he's awesome. exceeded my expectations mm. by a lot. Uh, Ro, how do you feel about... I'll go Davion. Oh, yeah, actually true. Because I was yes. touted yeah, high, touted high before the season, before the draft. I like Davion Mitchell. Um, he came straight out of the gate showing how much of a dog he can be on defense. I, I literally saw a clip of him ripping the ball out of Donovan Mitchell's hands. There, there you go, just quickly, Lee. Dog on the defensive end. Yeah, he I is. I had as well. And that's, is. And that's I, I think, coming straight into the gates and um, showing how well you can play defensively is a bit of an understatement. He was stunned the um, year off with a, a couple of games slow offensively, averaging you know a bit under 10 points, but he's picked that up. And that's not to say he still does have a couple of 10-point and under games because he still does, but it's the fact that he's improving. It's also hard to get minutes on the Kings as a guard, I think. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think they're shorthanded in guards. They've got Darren Fox. They've got Halliburton, who's kind of shown out this season, Buddy Hill to an extent. Um, so with... Darren Fox kind of on the trade block, you'd, you'd say. I'm excited to see if he does get traded, what Davion Mitchell brings to the table. Uh, yeah, what was it? Yeah. I'll just go quickly. Please. I don't have a heap on him, but I think it was a similar thing to um, whenever Mowgli went to the Cavs. I was thinking at the time Mitchell went to the Kings, they've got enough players in that position. I'm not mm. sure how that's going to work work out. Um, obviously, he hasn't performed statistically as well as Evan Mobley, but I think he showed signs and I think he's shown enough, particularly on the defensive end, to to show that he'll provide value going forward, whether it be for the Kings or whether he gets dished off going forward. The way the NBA is, you can never say that he's going to be there for, you know, you don't even know if he's going to be there next week, let alone yeah. in a few years' time. So um, I've seen enough from him, but um, still very keen to see how he progresses on the offensive end going forward. Nick's not high. You see, here we go. I agree 100% on the defensive end. Awesome. Mm. Knew that was going to be the case. Again, as I said in my notes, and as you said, Lee, a dog. Whoa. And he is that. Absolutely. Um, my big, big concern is the fact I think everyone might be forgetting this guy's 23. Oh, yeah. He's so mature age. Yeah, he's yeah. mature age and... The offensive, he's shooting 39% from the floor. Hasn't looked that great on the offensive end. Now, I know that's probably not his primary role at the minute. I just thought at 23, you know, he's further along in his progression than a lot of these other rookies. We're looking at, you know, some 19, 20-year-olds, whatever, whatever. Yeah. He is well further along in his development, and it just feels as if he... I, I don't know how much further he's going to go on the offensive end. In that I, case, do I have to provide you with this? No. Uh, I don't think so. I Take it or I, leave it, Nick. It's a, it's a no at the minute. It's a no for to the, the red for flag. For the audio listeners, Rose brought out the red flag as, and proposing it to Nick to give it the wave. It's going back it's, down. It's, it's going down at the it's minute. But I tell you what, keep, keep it very handy over the next 6 to 12 months. Hmm. Um, he's got, you know, I know there's a certain extent to finding your feet, catching up with the speed of the game, hmm. you know, sorting yourself out in a new system. And for him, a new role as well off the bench for a big part. Um, so I won't say red flag yet, 
But keep it handy, though. At 23, I just thought we'd be a little further along in his offensive game. It just takes a couple of things. It might take a new change in scenery. It might take a bit more responsibility. My one that I compare it to in terms of... Um, Davion Mitchell is like Lou Dort. Like he he came in the gate same, a great defensive player still is. And now he's working on his offensive game and he might be the second or third offensive option now on the OKC. Because they've got no one else. They've got no one else. But <laughs> but he has improved in that area. So I don't see why Davion Mitchell can or not, you know, regardless of his age. I think it'll come. Oh, there you go. We'll watch your space. Watch your space. And number 10 pick, Zaya Williams. Uh, he's now with the Memphis Grizzlies. He he really does fit in perfectly with this young team. Like he's right on their trajectory, their timeline. He's not burdened too much in the sense that he's he's been starting as of late, yep. uh, which is fantastic. But Jar's doing heaps. Desmond Bain's doing heaps. There's, he's kind of just in there to to be a number, be part of it, facilitate a little bit. Role player, um, a role player. player. The only thing he needs to work on in my eyes without spending too long on him, which will come as well, the three-point shooting, 26% on four attempts a game. Yep. When you've got someone like Stephen Adams on the court and you've got someone as explosive as John Morant driving in the paint, mm-hmm. you just need three shooters outside to kick it to. So just as he can work in and be a legitimate threat from the outside, have teams actually have to worry about him, that will be huge for the Grizzlies, huge for him going forward. Um I'm excited for this Grizzlies team. I'm starting to become a believer. It's taken me probably longer than anyone else to get on board with them. Uh, but I really am starting to, to come around. Yeah. It's you, been a slow burn, though. It has been a slow burn. You weren't a huge fan of them to start off with. And I wouldn't say I'm sold yet, but I'm no. getting closer. Okay. No, don't mind that. Um, yeah, likewise, I've been really impressed with him. He fits in perfectly. Going on to the Grizzlies, particularly how Jar Moran's performed this year, and as you're mentioning um, Desmond Bain has been super mm-hmm. impressive as well. He was never going to get the fanfare that some of these other rookies w- no. were going yep. to get. Um, so I don't think you can expect too much out of him. And now that he's a starter on that team, that's um, super impressive for him and mm-hmm. his development. Um, I think if you're a Grizzlies fan, don't expect him to be, a, I wouldn't say, a superstar on the team, but expect nope. him to give his all and play his role on a nightly basis. And that's what the Grizzlies are so good at at the minute. They've got the superstar. They've got a star, it looks like, in Desmond Bain. Yep. They've, and then they've they've just... And Jaron Jackson Jr. But they've just got really good role players. Like, you look at Xavier Tillman getting contributions, John Conchar, you know, Kyle Anderson, all these other players. They've just got good, solid players. And it looks like Zaya Williams might be another one. Mm, you know, I, sure. I don't see star, superstar potential yet. Might develop, who knows? But if they've just got a really capable role player to go with that, that squad and to, to help, you know... I guess they all kind of sit underneath and put Jar on their shoulders. That's that's what you need. Not everyone can be stars, and that's fine because in this on this team, Jar is the star, and he needs these supporting players, which Williams is. Absolutely. But with Desmond Bain down, I think he's in protocols, and um, Brooks has been out for a bit. Maybe he can step up a bit. I haven't really seen him that much, but um, I I will look out for him and see what he can do with these two down. The other promising thing is the fact that... So, he's missed 20 games so far this season, yet Mm -hmm. he's still impressed enough and played his role enough to get that starting gig. So, I think the Memphis Grizzlies um, coaching staff and players all love what he's doing for them. Mm -hmm. Um, And he'll be... I think he'll be a key... Not a... Not obviously not the key piece to their success, but he'll be a very handy role player if they succeed going forward. Need those young young guys to 
too on fire when it counts. You do indeed, lads. We've ripped through the top 10 in the NBA draft class. Do you have anything else you want to touch on quickly with the draft, or are you happy to proceed? Okay, early Rookie of the Year predictions. Is it just going to be... Mobley. Um, yeah. It's Mobley. Didn't think um, I should even ask it, but... And yeah. I think a big part of that as well, you know, not so much with Rookie of the Year, it's more based on statistics, but the fact he's also got a record behind him with the Cavs um, is certainly adds weight to that. Who, who's it? Okay. Who do you reckon, Lee? Evan? Uh, Evan Mobley, unless he gets injured, but yeah, Evan Okay, Mobley. Evan. Okay, quick one then. Who's your sleeper? Who's your... Actually, who's your sleeper for not Rookie of the Year, but to be a really good player going forward that maybe hasn't had the best start to the season? I know mm. I'll put you on the spot. Um, I'll say... I don't think he's been slept on that much. He got a bit of talk, but I'll say Duarte. He's been good. Um, yeah, he's been just great. for the pure fact that if the Pacers decide to blow it up, they get rid of a lot of these big names, he's going to have an even bigger increased role and responsibility, yep, right. more to do on the offensive end, and he really could show out mm-hmm. um, just based on what we've seen so far. Um, and for me, while he might, I wouldn't tout him as one of the best to come out of the draft, but someone who in his fu- in the future, and right now he is, but become a really good role player and any team would love to have him. I can see Herb, or as I call him, Herbal Jones, become a, become a great player in any team. And, I mean, again, probably not a sleeper, but the fact that he's been behind Curry and Clay so, and Draymond so far to begin the season, I think when he gets an increased role and responsibility and more minutes as these other guys continue to get older... Um, I think Jonathan Kaminga yeah. um, will be a really solid player. So looking forward to seeing how he pro- progresses over the next few years. Fellas, excellent. We're well and truly deep into the piece now. What we are going to do, the week that was, but I'm, I'm almost going to do it. I'm going to pose a couple. I've got a few questions yeah. here I'm going to pose to you guys. We'll almost do them in a speed round format. Thing, yeah. you go um, so one here I've got here, the, the Hawks currently sit 12th. Uh, they got a win today, actually, a nice win over the Miami Heat. I haven't included that within my statistics. Right. But they sit three games back at Toronto in 10th. Prior to today, yeah, right. do you okay. think they can still make the plane? Yeah, 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 I do. I mean, it's not out of the question. I think they've got. Or should I say, actually, I, I worded that wrong. Can they still make the playoffs? Well, if they can make the play in, they can yep. make the playoffs. Yeah. I would say. Let me um, word your question: Will they make the play in? Not can they? Oh. Will they? Um, I above the Toronto Raptors. I I'm going to say no, just because they're differing effort levels on a night to night basis. You don't know if John Collins is going to be old. So they've still got to jump the Knicks. They've you know you're competing with the Celtics, the Raptors, the Wizards are down there now. Yeah. Some of these teams. So you uh, you think they can't? I just think the teams above the. I no not. Oh, you I think, don't they, think they can't? Yep. I I think they won't. Right. Okay. Because the teams above them. Um, I think a playing. So they're not level. making the play in for you, Lee. Yeah, exactly. Right, I think they're. Ma- I think they're making the play in, and as I said, if they make the play in, I think they're potentially. They they have the potential to make the playoff. Yep. So they've got they've got top end talent on that team. Trey Young's been outstanding. I think. Um, I think they've got enough to at least make the play in. No, you're outstanding. Let's go to the other conference. Um, who's getting the tenth seed in the West? Blazers, Spurs, Kings, or Pelicans? Oh, oh. Bottom feeders, them all make me sick. Shit kickers, you reckon? Yeah, extent. don't yeah. like any of them. Oh, dearie me. Um, I mean, if I was to go for any of them, far out. You'd have to go maybe the 
Oh, Blazers, I guess, once Dame returns. But even then, I just God, don't have any certainty in them whatsoever. Yeah. I think they're all shit kickers, so I don't like any of them. Yeah, I'd say Blazers as yeah. well. Yep. Yep. Blazers as well. I'd yeah. say Blazers. Loving what Simon is doing there. Mm. Oh, Party you... Rock Anthem. <laughs> Far out. We love it. <laughs> Little inside oh, joke. Oh, there you go. Um, is Russell Westbrook the most loved and hated player within the league? From moments of madness, we see you know the absolute bricks he puts up. There was one... Uh, yesterday against the Pacers, it was just a horrible little mid-range jumper. To the moment of absolute brilliance at dunk earlier in the week over Rudy yeah. Gobert. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, should I guess I'll actually I'll rephrase that question given the news we've had during the week mm-hmm. and him getting dragged the other day in the fourth quarter. Yeah. Do you think a player of his caliber should be getting dragged in the fourth quarter? What do you mean, Drew? Like they they took him off because they thought they're not going to win with him on the court. Do you think that's the right call? Do you think a player of his calibre has got to be on the court? Uh, it really depends how he's playing on the night. If he's having a stinker, I don't think he should be on the court. But that, that's all. he also brings so much value just in a spark, you know. Um, I I think it's... Oh, I can't answer that one. Uh, I'll answer both your questions. Yeah. Is he the most loved and hated player at, at the moment in the league? No. I think it's this guy. I love him personally, but there's a lot of haters out there, which I think mm-hmm. is ridiculous. Um, and that for was our, LeBron. Yeah, LeBron for all our podcast listeners. Um, in terms of should he gone off in the... <laughs> bless you, Lee. Should he be gone off in the late, late stages of that game? When you've got a, one of the best, um, you know, players in the league at this time on the bench in the dying stages, or he should be one of the best. I don't think it's a great look. Yep. However, I think Frankie Vogel said he played the players who he thought gave the team the best chance yep. to win in that game. And I can't disagree with that to a certain extent. Mm. So you can't really mess with Frankie Vogel's logic, particularly given he thought the lineup that he had at the time was the one that was most likely to get I like the, the fact he's got the balls to do it. Um, he must have pretty clean shaven balls courtesy of Manscaped yeah, as well. He must um, Get him up. Get him up. There you go. I, yeah, I, I, I think purely for the fact he can be taken off just for the sense they've got LeBron. Mm. If it was Russell's team, he's the star of the team. Yeah. You know, I think you've got to probably keep him on. But the fact he's almost a second fiddle, third fiddle when AD's around, I don't mind if the situation calls for it, to take him off. Tell us your thoughts on this. I mentioned this to you before the pod, Nick. Oh, here we I've go. Heard, I've heard little whispers mm. on the grapevine that Russell Westbrook might be a candidate for a role off the bench as the second-string point guard for the Lakers. Surely, if you're the Lakers, you are not put, you're not start putting him in the second unit. You'd be trading him before you put him in the second unit, wouldn't you? On that note, I saw something which would be an incredible... Again, coming back to that full circle call, an incredible full circle moment that there was a trade proposal um, between Russell Westbrook to the back to the Rockets and John Wall coming to the Lakers. Yeah, I've heard that as well. I've heard that as well. No, I I just, I almost think, why not? As a Lakers fan, the salaries aren't too different. (laughs) You think why not? I think like why? Like what's the point? It it didn't work the first time. Why would they run it back? It's more. Well, it's more so just for the. It's more so for the Lakers' benefit. Like. You know, for the for the Rockets, they'll probably look to get rid of Russ from there or yeah. whatever. But you know, John Wall's just an, a a non factor there. Um, they might shed a little bit of salary. Uh, the Lakers get a point guard who can maybe play a little more of a backseat role, but 
maybe be a little more competent, I think, for what they're after. Yeah. Um, nevertheless, we'll move on from that point. I've got one to go here. So is the MVP becoming a two-horse race between Giannis and Jokic? No, put Embiid in there. You, you think so? Yep. Um, oh, dearie me. I, if you asked me this question a few weeks ago, I'd say no. I think as the season progresses, it probably is becoming more of a two, two-man two race. I think Embiid's been fantastic. I think Steph's dropped off a bit recently, which Big has time. hurt him. He would have been in that race a few weeks ago. Um, but, yeah, those those guys are leading the pack for me. So, I guess then, if you were a betting man, Lee, would you take, say, on one side, mm. Jokic and Giannis, mm. or would you take the field right. and say anyone else? No, Jokic and Giannis. Right? Yep. Jokic and Giannis. Jokic, yep. yep. I think so as well. They've been phenomenal. It's just funny. It looked like, you know, as the talk of Embiid maybe grew into that MVP race, dropping that 50 points against the Magic the other mm. other day. Incredible. Which take that for what it's worth against the Magic. It's you know he, sh- he should be doing that. Um, later that day against the Clippers, Jokic coming out having yeah. forty nine points. He had a massive forty nine point triple double. Yeah. Um, you know it was just like okay, I'm going to assert myself mm. after you've dropped a fifty. I'm going to assert myself as the best big man in the league. Don't forget about me. Phenomenal stuff there, um, guys. It has been an incredible week, not only on the court, off the court for us as well. We've got a lot to look forward to, a lot coming. We are super, super proud to have Manscaped on board. Guys, check them out. The link will be... Look at that. Look yeah. at that. That's the Lawnmower 4.0 for any of our video listeners. Waterproof. Got the little LED there, light there if you you know feel the urge to shave in the... a bit of a close-up. To it's shave in the dark. Look at that. Look at Focus on that. Oh, that's, there we go. That's the product that you that's need. That's the product. That's the, that's the one you need in your life. Um, you know, guys, we're going to have the link everywhere... Um, check the link in our bio for any of our YouTube listeners, podcast. Our, the link's going to be e- there everywhere. Be sure to help us out by helping you. Have your balls looking as smooth as ours will be, or are, should I say. Um, use the code <laughs> Dribble 20 Really appreciate the support. Um, you know, big things coming. We're looking forward to it. For any of our YouTube watchers out there, as we said, we appreciate you sticking with us through the lag. Big things coming for that over the next couple of weeks. We're going to really refine that aspect of it, as we said Season three for the podcast, we've only just forayed into the video side of things, so we're still ironing out the kinks, but we yeah. certainly appreciate you guys being here with us. Um, I tell you what, it's another glorious day down in Hobart, isn't it? We are absolutely fit and thriving here. It's a good day to have the t-shirts on. I think so. I think we mentioned last week, have we? Have you ever filmed in a sauna? And likewise, again this today, is even hot again. hot. Not as hot, she but still is hot. Warm. Yeah, I, I think last week takes the chocolates, but today's pretty warm in its own right. Um, you can sp- look at that, Lee. Put your arm out. Uh, Ro, put your arm out for any of our. You yeah. can spot the two blokes here who went to the beach today, <laughs> to the one bloke who didn't. No, but it's good. Uh, we're certainly looking forward to it. As we said, the NBL now in the back half, the second half of the season, we should see a lot more consistent flow of games now that the uh, hopefully most of the COVID protocols are done and dusted. Um, so we're certainly looking forward to breaking that down with you over the coming weeks. Likewise. Uh, I think next week we're going to do a little bit of an international draft, yeah, are we not? Perhaps. Oh, looking forward to yeah. that. That's going to be We good. are, so we're looking forward to that. Guys, be sure to subscribe, like, comment, wherever you listen to the show. Share with your mates, your mate's mum, and your cousin's neighbour. Yes. Doesn't matter. Share with here, there, and everyone. Keep your eyes peeled. We'll be back with another classic ad read next week for Manscaped. Dribble 20. Dribble 20. There 20% it is. 20% off. off. Free shipping. Guys, support us by supporting you. We can't wait to talk to you next week. Till then, 
Love you, bye.